Hi, everyone. Susie O here. Just want to let all of you know that the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are now at, for a six-month CD, 5%, a 12- to 17-month CD, 5.15%, and an 18- to 23-month CD, 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant.com and check it out. I'm unstoppable. I'm a buzzer with no brakes. I'm invincible. Yeah, I win every single game. Mine's so powerful. I don't need batteries to play. I'm so confident. January 26th. What year is it, Katie? 2023, Susie. And that's my girl. Welcome, everybody, to the Women in Money podcast. Ask Susie and Katie anything. There you go. So, how excited are we today? Well, first of all, you're busy, girl. You're busy, yeah. You are so busy. So, this morning, after this podcast, I'm doing CNN, so you can tune in and see me there. I'm also going to be on Morning Joe with Mika. Later this afternoon, I think I'm pre-taping a podcast with Kiki Palmer. Yesterday, I was on CNBC. She's busy, 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 busy. We're busy, doing all of these things. But I love how much all of you are loving Unstoppable. You know, KT, somebody wrote in and they said, Susie, KT interrupted you. You, (laughs) what else is new, everybody? You were about to tell us what Colo said. You know, because Colo said a Porsche is that because I was telling him the words to Unstoppable. And Colo was like, a Porsche? And I was like, yeah, a car, the Porsche. And then KT, whatever, all right? And you wanted to know what else did Colo say? So here's what Colo wanted to know. I thought it fascinating because Colo does listen to every one of these podcasts. So he said, so does that mean like I have to be powerful like a Porsche and I have to just go for it? So when I'm afraid to go for something, you want me not to stop myself, not to put the brakes on and just go for it and go for it with everything I have and all the power I have like a powerful Porsche. And I said, yeah. That's what I think Sia meant by that. But Colo, it did not mean that you go for it no matter what. As long as you know what you're going for is something that's safe, is something that you've wanted to do, is something that you have passion about, something that you're not going to get hurt in it. Whatever it is, it means you go for the things that you want to go for in your life with all the power that you have within you as if you are a powerful machine and you can do it. And he went, oh, I'm going to do that. And I said, with what? And he said, with asking you for a raise. And I went, get out of here right now. But anyway, what he's say? been singing the song, everybody. I, I, you know, Colo does a lot of landscaping and I was coming down the front drive and I heard him singing Unstoppable 
It was hysterical. So let's move on. KT, what do you got for me? Okay, this is from Diane. Hi, KT and Susie. My husband and I are retirees. My question for you is, if a stock has been providing dividends in the past and has stopped giving dividends, do I sell the stock? Well, (laughs) here's the thing. If a stock has stopped giving dividends, in most cases, in my opinion, something has gone wrong. They don't have enough cash flow or something. So you have to ask yourself the question, Diane, why did you buy the stock? Like I've been talking a lot about energy stocks here on the Women in Money podcast, but I've told everybody, buy it for the dividend the dividend. If they lowered their dividend or they stopped paying the dividend, I probably would say to people, that's it. It's over. If you purchase the stock in order to get a dividend and they've stopped paying the dividend, I would sell the stock depending on, do you have it in a retirement account? Do you owe taxes on it? I would take all that into consideration. But I don't think it's ever a good sign if a stock stops paying a dividend, number one. And number two, given the state of the market right now, and I'll go into that more on Sunday school, Susie's school, I would only really feel comfortable if I was a retiree owning stocks that paid a dividend. KT, what do you got? What's next? Okay, next is from Pam. She said, Susie, well, I have never been so motivated since I can remember. I love the new theme song so much more than the other. Great choice. Your speaking was incredible. I just maxed out my new Roth. I opened for 2023 and bought a six month treasury. My advisor told me to open a Roth to make the money tax free. Buying this treasury is the opposite of making money. He has me questioning everything. I was planning to purchase another one and I just stopped because I'm just confused. He wanted me to do a managed brokerage account like I have for the IRA. Thanks for the podcast. It was incredible. Okay, so what should Pam do? So Pam, listen to me. A broker does not make any money whatsoever, really if in fact you buy a treasury. It doesn't matter if you put a million dollars in it or a thousand dollars in it. There's really no commission involved. So most financial advisors make their living by managing your money. And when he said he wanted you to do a managed brokerage account, that says he gets a management fee. You were on the right path. Now, would I only be buying at this point a three-month treasury? Because you want to make sure that the money matures before June. So we see exactly what's going to happen with the debt ceiling. I do not have a problem with that whatsoever. So if I were you, I would just buy another three-month treasury if you want to buy another treasury. After that three-month treasury matures, just wait a little and let's see what happens in June or July with the government. All right. Next question. This is from Daphne. 
She said, first, she loves your pictures. So Susie's posting all kinds of things on the wall. And if you haven't been there, everybody, go check it out. And the wall is on, everybody, the Women and Money app that you can download at Apple Apps or Google Play. And that's where I give updates that I don't quite give all the time on the podcast. Like just the other day, I gave an update about the VIX. And all of you should know what the VIX is. If not, go back and listen to past podcasts and what it's indicating right now. So you should all be participating in that because that's where I do a lot of things that I don't do anywhere else. So then Daphne goes on to say, I followed your advice with I-bonds last year, and my husband has some gifts to start transferring to me for the next three years, each $10,000. Great. My question is, <laughs> I love this question, when he transfers the 10000 gift, what happens to the interest it earned? It goes right <laughs> along with your yeah. girlfriend. I, I think it's funny. Daphne said, can he only transfer the 10000 Right. <laughs> she so wants that interest. He can only transfer one $10,000 I-bond a year, a year plus the interest that it's earned. So as long as it's in his name where he gifted it to you, but he's keeping it in his gift box for you, it continues to earn interest and grow and grow and grow. And then when he gifts it to you, everything transfers over to you, the total value of it, and just continues now in your name. When you redeem it, you're the one who's going to have to pay the taxes on it. Okay, next question's from Debbie Susie. Hi, Susie. Is there a way to buy a non-competitive mm. treasury bill other than by auction? Yes, you can. I never get the daily published rate when I buy them through Fidelity. Yeah, what you can do if you want is all treasury bills, notes, and bonds are sold on the secondary market. So at your brokerage firm, ask to speak to a broker and that you want to buy a treasury on the secondary market. It's just that simple because then you know exactly the interest rate that you're going to get. It's not up to see what happens during the auction. And truthfully, I only buy treasuries on the secondary market. All right. All right. This is from Jessica. Hi, Susie and KT. My husband and I are starting to file our taxes as married filing jointly but we found out that we financially make $400 over the threshold to contribute to our Roth IRAs. Now we're stumped and confused on what we need to do with what we have already contributed to our accounts. We both haven't fully maxed out the accounts, but we're not sure if we'll be penalized for just contributing to the accounts. You know, you actually have until October 15th of the following year to withdraw any money that you put into a Roth if you do not qualify for it income-wise. $400 is so close. If, in fact, you're over the limit, then you just withdraw whatever it is that you put in plus any interest that it earned. You'll pay taxes on the interest that it earned. And it's just that simple, right? And in fact, the truth of the matter is you may not have to pay taxes at all because maybe you invested it in a stock and the stock went down. So if you just then take out that amount of money, you'll take out less because you don't have it in there anymore and you'll be fine. I would not be worrying about it if I were you. 
The other thing, Jessica, that you could do if you want to qualify for the Roth, if in fact you're working and your company offers you a 401k or your husband's company offers him a 401k, you could fund the traditional 401k, get a write-off to reduce your income by that $400, and then be able to qualify for that Roth. So that's something else that you can do as well. Next question is from Joette. It's a nice name, isn't it? Joette. So morning, Susie and KT. I missed by one day getting into Caterpillar stock for the dividend. Is it still worth it for me to buy Caterpillar anyway without the dividend? Or does this mean I'm locked out of the dividend forever going forward? Or am I only locked out for this pay period? I'm still on my learning curve with individual stocks. This is a great question because I, I don't know the answer to this. Should have been my quizzy. All right, my dear Joette. Okay, T loves your name. Here's the thing. When you buy an individual stock that pays a dividend, you have to own that stock by a specific date to get the dividend for that quarter. Remember, stocks pay dividends in most cases every three months. So Caterpillar pays $1.20 a share, and therefore it pays $0.30 a share every three months. Now, its ex-dividend date was January 18th, so you obviously missed that date. If you had purchased it prior to that date, then you would have qualified for the dividend. However, normally what happens is that after the dividend date, it's called the stock is trading ex-dividend without the dividend. And when they pay out a dividend, they usually reduce the price of the stock by the amount of the dividend. So I'm sure on that date, maybe Caterpillar went down 30 cents a share that day. Now, with Caterpillar at the current price of what it's at, which is about $258 a share, it's almost at its year high, which is $260 a share. Are you buying the stock just for the dividend? Because that's only a 1.86% dividend. Or are you buying the stock for the growth of the company? And with as little of a yield as 1.86, I would hope that you're also buying the stock because you think it's a good quality stock that continues to grow. So if you were to buy it now, when it pays its next dividend, probably in around April, you will get that 30 cents at that time per share or whatever the dividend is at that time. And for as long as you own it every three months from now. However, you have to decide if you're going to buy Caterpillar or not. That decision is up to you. All right, KT, you know what time it is right quizzy now? Quizzy time, quizzy time. Are you going to be ready. unstoppable with this quizzy? <laughs> yes. You sure? Yes. All and right. everyone else listening. Do you have a new attitude this year about quizzies? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everybody, this is where I ask KT a question that you wrote in, and it's for you as well as her, because the object of the quizzes is that you get to a point in your life where you can answer 
questions on your own. This one is from Deanna. And I chose it because she says, quick quizzy. I love that. (laughs) Me too. I like that, Deanna. So Deanna, since you created a quizzy, I'm going to do it for you. Okay, KT, a quick quizzy. Read this fast, think about it faster, and give me your best answer in record time. Ready? Go. I need a furnace and an AC for my condo. Need is $13,000. Should I A, take it from my Roth IRA? I have $70,000 and another $520,000 in a 401k, and I am 61. Should I borrow it at 10.5% for a year or two? Or should I borrow from the 401k? I can't figure it out. Can you? The Roth. You didn't even think about it. You said record time, go fast. So those were the three choices. So you chose a Roth, Roth. 401k, or uh, a bank loan. Right? Roth. Roth. Yeah. All right. Is that what all of you decided? You really think she should take it from her Roth versus a loan from a 401k or borrowing it at 10.5% for a year or two? Ding, 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 ding. That's why Roths are great, everybody. Tell them why. That's the advantage. So, Deanna, the reason that I would tell you to take it from a Roth without even knowing everything about you is that obviously at the age of 61, you're no longer subjected to any of the five-year rules for the 10% penalty. doesn't matter. I'm sure that you originally put in more than $13,000 over all the years that you've had it. So if you take out $13,000, you absolutely are not going to pay any taxes on it whatsoever. And I'm sure no matter what, you wouldn't have had to pay any taxes at all if you owned it for more than five years. So out of all of this, I would take it from the Roth IRA. It is the cheapest thing to do, number one. Again, I'm not liking the stock market necessarily for this quarter and maybe next quarter. I don't want you to borrow from your 401k at all. That makes no sense. And 10.5%, I don't think so. So that is the answer to your quick quizzy. All right, KT, I have to go ready to do TV. I know. We have a show to do, Susie. But you know what that means. Yeah, we have to have time to put your makeup on. Do you all know that KT is... Actually, I've been doing Susie's makeup for at least 15 years now, maybe more. More than that. And I learned from watching incredibly talented makeup artists, most of them in New York, do her makeup over and over again every day. You know what else KT has to do? Tell him, oh. <laughs> Well, okay, I'll share this with all of you. Susie, Susie wears contacts when she's on TV, and I put them in and out. I put them in her eye, and I take them out of her eye. That's the most difficult part of I getting just ready. Can't she do can't it. do it herself. She's tried over and over again. She's in front of the mirror. She's went through boxes of contacts trying to do it, and she just she can't do it. So I do it. And I'll tell you just another quick story, which is so once I had to go to Washington, D.C. to give a talk. Oh, my goodness. And KT I, I couldn't was go. really, really sick. Yeah. This was years ago. And actually, when I got there, I had gotten whatever she got. And I had like this 103 fever. But we had the flu that winter. It was horrible. But I couldn't travel right. with her. So. 
the makeup artist from CNBC went with me. She did my makeup and I said, okay, Laura, put in my contacts. And she said, <laughs> I can't put in your contacts. I said, Laura, how am I going to see? She said, I said, put in my contacts. And she tried and she tried. I said, never mind. I put on my glasses and I wore my glasses to give that talk. She poked your eye a million times. A million times. <laughs> but all right, everybody. So until Sunday, when I am going to do a Susie School on God knows what, <laughs> how do we end every podcast now, KT? We end it with the saying that all of us are to repeat every morning when we wake up. And it is this. Today, wherever we go, we will create a peaceful, joyful, and, and loving, loving world. world. Now you stay safe and don't ever stop yourself from being who you are meant Catch Susie to on TV. Be. Bye, Today. everybody. See you soon. I'm unstoppable. I'm a buzzer with no breaks. I'm invincible. They are winning every single game. Mine's so powerful. I don't need batteries to play. I'm so confident. Yeah, I'm unstoppable today. Unstoppable today. Unstoppable today. Unstoppable today. Yeah, I'm unstoppable today. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.